Welcome to the Wrap Yourself in Joy podcast. I'm Karen Dwyer, speaker, teacher, and author of four books on joy. If you are searching for more joy in your life, join me for about 15 minutes every week. It could change your life. My newest series is called Advent Joy and is based on my book, The Joy of Advent, Journey with the People, Events, and Prayers at the First Coming of Jesus Christ. It has an imprimatur and a built-in study guide. The podcast is brought to you by the Ultimate Christian Podcast Network. Please subscribe to this podcast so you never miss an episode. Additional links to my books and free bookmarks are available at wrapyourselfinjoy.com. Welcome to Advent Joy, podcast number five. I'm Karen Dwyer, and you're listening to the Advent Joy series. It follows my book, The Joy of Advent, Journey with the People, Events, and Prayers. Today, we travel with Matthew's Gospel and meet some unexpected members of Jesus' ancestry and hear of Joseph's dream and his faithfulness to Mary. Our journey leads us from Luke's Gospel to Matthew's Gospel. Matthew filled us in on the details of Mary's return home to her betrothed Joseph after her visit with Elizabeth. Matthew 1 begins with a genealogy. It is written predominantly for a Jewish audience, so Matthew made special effort to establish Jesus descended from Abraham and from David. So let's turn to Matthew 1, and we're going to be reading just a section. It's only verses 1 through 7 and 16 through 17. An account of the genealogy of Jesus the Messiah, the son of David, the son of Abraham. Abraham was the father of Isaac, and Isaac the father of Jacob, and Jacob the father of Judah and his brothers, and Judah the father of Perez and Zerah by Tamar, and Perez the father of Hezron, and Hezron the father of Aram, and Aram the father of Amidabad, and Amidabad the father of Nashon, and Nashon the father of Salmon, and Salmon the father of of Boaz by Rahab, and Boaz the father of Obed by Ruth, and Obed the father of Jesse, and Jesse the father of King David. And David was the father of Solomon by the wife of Uriah, and Solomon the father of Jeroboam, and Jacob the father of Joseph the husband of Mary, of whom Jesus was born, who is called the Messiah. At the time of Jesus, families kept a genealogical record or family tree for use in the distribution of inherited property and other rights under Jewish laws. Even though Jesus was the adopted son of Joseph, God had a plan that the Jewish people would be able to trace his family tree from Mary's husband by law, Joseph, back to Abraham, the father of Israel, and to David, the king of Israel. Pope Benedict XVI points out that Matthew 1 is not a perfect historical account that includes every single member in the ancestry of Jesus Christ. He said this was not Matthew's goal. Instead, Matthew wrote to appeal to the Jews by placing Jesus first and foremost as a son of Abraham, the patriarch and the father of Israel, promised as part of an everlasting covenant with God, and as the son of David the priestly king of Israel whose ancestors were prophesied to reign forever. Matthew's genealogy ends with Mary, which points to a new beginning in the record. Jesus was not conceived by man, but through the Holy Spirit. Joseph is the legal father, but God is truly the father. Interestingly, Luke 3 also provides another genealogy. Luke presents Mary's point of view the Annunciation, her relatives, Elizabeth and Zechariah, whereas Matthew emphasizes Joseph's point of view, the dreams and decisions, as well as Jesus's kingly heritage. 
Jewish lineages at the time of Christ usually did not contain names of women. But in Matthew's list of Christ's ancestry, five women are mentioned. Of course, we would expect the Blessed Virgin Mary to be named, but there are four others listed who came from foreign ancestry or had a reputation for immorality that could have disqualified them from inclusion in the lineage of Jesus Christ. The four women are Tamar, Rahab, Ruth, and Bathsheba. All were Gentile women. All turned away from immoralities or idolatries to become faithful to God in their circumstances. I'm going to tell you just a bit about each one. Tamar was once married to Judah's oldest brother. He died without a child, so Tamar married his next brother. But when he died, their father Judah refused to give her another of his sons in marriage. Now, at the time, it was a requirement by Jewish law to give a dead man an heir by another brother. So Tamar disguised herself as a prostitute and seduced Judah. She bore his son named Perez, and both are listed in the lineage of Christ. Rahab was a pagan prostitute in Jericho. She risked her life to help Joshua's spies hide and then safely escape from the Jericho king. She begged the Israelite spies to save her and all her family when they returned to overthrow Jericho. And they did. They delivered her safely and she became a part of the Israelite community. She married Salmon, the father of Boaz, and again, both are in the lineage of Christ. Ruth was a pagan woman from Moab who married Malon, whose family had come from Israel during a famine. When Malon died, Ruth left her country and went to Bethlehem with her mother-in-law, Naomi. As she left, she professed her commitment to serve the true and living God and his people forever. She married Boaz and later became the grandmother of King David. And both are in the lineage of Christ. And the last woman mentioned before the Blessed Mary, is Bathsheba. Bathsheba was a beautiful woman, once married to one of David's military generals. David seduced her in an adulterous relationship, and when she became pregnant, he had her husband killed so he could marry her. Now, David repented, and later, Bathsheba became the mother of King Solomon. You can't see how the lineage of Jesus in Matthew shows us that Jesus Christ breaks down barriers between Jew and Gentile, male and female, and godly and sinners. All people are important to God. Jesus came for all who will come to him and receive the good news of his forgiveness of sin. John 1.12 tells us this, All who received him, all who believed in his name, he gave power to become children of God. So even if your past life or your family tree seems dishonorable, Jesus will give you forgiveness and grace and mercy and a new beginning when you turn to him for mercy and forgiveness. You are part of God's family, and every day you can have a new life in Christ. Hebrews 2 reinforces this. God is not ashamed to call them, or you, brothers and sisters. Pope Benedict XVI, writing on the deeper meaning of the genealogies of Jesus, says, Those who believe in Jesus enter through faith into Jesus' unique new origin, and they receive the origin as their own. Jesus was not begotten by Joseph, but was truly born of the Holy Spirit from the Virgin Mary. So it can now be said of us that our true genealogy is faith in Jesus, who gives us a new origin and new birth from God. Let's keep going in Matthew 1, where we will find more on Mary's return home to tell Joseph about the pregnancy. Matthew 1, 18-25 
Now the birth of Jesus the Messiah took place in this way. When his mother Mary had been engaged or betrothed to Joseph, but before they lived together, she was found to be with child from the Holy Spirit. Her husband Joseph, being a righteous man and unwilling to expose her to public disgrace, planned to dismiss her quietly. But just when he had resolved to do this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife, for the child conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will bear a son, and you are to name him Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. And this took place to fulfill what had been spoken by the Lord through the prophet. Look, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall name him Emmanuel, which means God is with us. When Joseph awoke from sleep, he did as the angel of the Lord commanded him. He took Mary as his wife, but had no marital relations with her until she had born a son, and he named him Jesus. You will remember that Mary returned home after visiting Elizabeth. She would use some of the strength she received from Elizabeth to face any humiliation or rejection from those who did not know or would not believe that a virgin was with child. Even Joseph knew the child was not his. Did he think Mary had broken the engagement? Did he find it incomprehensible or was he fearful? Well, we don't know the details because Matthew doesn't tell us. However, Matthew does inform us that Joseph could have given her a bill of divorce under the existing law, which most certainly would result in public ridicule and exposure to disgrace. Instead, Joseph, St. Joseph, a righteous man, walking in love, sensitivity, and commitment to God and to his laws, decided to divorce her quietly to protect her reputation. But as he was resolved to do this, verse 20 says, The Lord took care of his perplexity through a dream with an angel. Now, dreams were a common way that God communicated with his people in the Old Testament. Joseph did not hesitate in his response to the angel of the dream. He trusted God to work everything out. He willingly exchanged his plans for God's plans. In fact, we could say he leaned into God's plans. Joseph's neighbors may have gossiped, And his relatives may have wondered what happened to the year-long betrothal engagement. But Joseph chose to obey and trust in God. He immediately responded in faith and took his wife into his home, the scriptures say. The friends, the families, and the relatives may have come to a small celebration. But the greatness of the mystery was hidden between God and the newlyweds. And Joseph, from the tribe of Judah, the house of David, who was a carpenter by trade, became the legal head of this precious family. What a role model Joseph is to families, looking for God's plans and leaning into them. This was the beginning of Joseph's mission for life. Joseph was born for this vocation, to be the father of Jesus and to be Mary's most chaste spouse. Like Mary, Joseph said yes to his vocation. His entire happiness was in knowing what God wanted him to do in carrying it out to the end. He was devoted to God and family. As we conclude our journey today, let's consider our response to these beautiful verses. Number one, can you picture the perplexity or bewilderment of Joseph when his plans suddenly changed? He may have been building a house or planning the wedding or earning extra money for the marriage. Whatever the case, He was not prepared to hear that Mary was with child. Then God, through an angel and a dream, gave him more direction. He leaned in the changes. You might ask yourself, am I open to changing my plans 
to fit with God's plans? Talk to Jesus about how you can stay open to God's plans. What changes can you lean into? It was a great honor for Joseph to be the father of Jesus. God in flesh, the one who would die and be raised from the dead for the forgiveness of sin for the whole world. John 3.16 says it well, whoever believes in him will not perish but have everlasting life. Thank the Lord that Joseph leaned into God when his plans changed. He became the father of Jesus. What about you when your plans have changed? Do you lean into God? Number two, when you feel unworthy or unqualified to be part of our Lord's family and an adopted son or daughter of God, remember Tamar, Rahab, Ruth, and Bathsheba, who are listed in the lineage of Christ in the Bible. What an honor! These women changed direction to follow God with their lives, and they joined his family and became qualified to be listed in the lineage of Jesus. Your family is never too far gone or too unworthy. In prayer, consider asking God to forgive you and your family. Ask Him to help you change directions. Then do what He tells you. Well, that's the end of our podcast for today. I'm so happy that you have joined our Advent Joy journey. You can find bookmarks for this series on my website, wrapyourselfinjoy.com. Until next week, please know that I'm asking our loving Heavenly Father for more joy, Advent joy, Christmas joy, and more of His presence in your life. And remember to thank Him. Thank you, Jesus. I am made part of your family through faith and baptism. Your lineage tells me that you are not ashamed to call me your brother or sister because I come to you for forgiveness of my sins. Thank you, Lord, for sending St. Joseph as a model father and husband to the church. Help me to respond in the same way with commitment, faith, and devotion to you and family. Jesus, I give you my heart. I give you my life. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Thanks for joining me today. Please visit me on my website, wrapyourselfinjoy.com, where you can learn more about my books, download free bookmarks, and connect with me. Please follow me on your favorite podcast app and invite a friend to join you too. You can download the show notes from today at wrapyourselfinjoypodcast.com. Until next week, this is your friend, Karen Dwyer, reminding you to wrap yourself in joy. <music>